And floorboards to shingles. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show on air and online at MoneyPit.com. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Happy holidays, everybody. The weeks are ticking away to Christmas if that is a holiday that you celebrate. Let us help you celebrate by getting your house ready for the hordes of people that will arrive. Pick up the phone and call us at one eight 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 Money Pit. We know there's a project on your to do list. We are here to put that in the done column. We can help you if you help yourself first, though, and call us at eight 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 Money Pit eight 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 six 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 three nine seven four is the telephone number you need to know. We've got a great show planned for you coming up this hour. Holiday shopping and parties are underway, but. With all those festivities comes one big downside, and that is a big increase in the amount of trash we create. So we're going to tell you how you can cut down on all that holiday waste with some easy tips for holiday recycling. Are you kidding? From November to January, we become a two-trash-can family. (laughs) It's crazy. (laughs) Also ahead this hour, are you looking for an invigorating shower to wake you up in the morning? Well, we've got ideas for an easy shower upgrade that's going to give you a spa-like showering experience. That sounds great. It does. And if you'd like a nice warm floor to step out onto after that shower, you might want to think about adding radiant heat to your home. It's very energy efficient and it's super comfortable. We're going to tell you about that in just a few minutes. Plus, we're giving away the Stanley Fat Max Toolbox. It's worth 30 bucks. It's strong, but it's lightweight. It's got great storage for all of your hand tools. And a terrific gift idea as well. It's one of the many holiday gift suggestions online at moneypit.com. So pick up the phone and give us a call right now at 888-MONEYPIT. Let's get to it. Leslie, who's first? Carolyn in Missouri is dealing with a ducting and HVAC problem. Tell us what's going on. Well, we live in a two-story house, and the upstairs, the dust just gets terrible every day. I have to I have to do a lot of dusting. Okay. Uh, we have central air and but we use electric baseboards in the winter and we have a gas stove a gas uh, looks like a wood stove looks like a fireplace and it pretty well heats the house and the dust is only bad in the upstairs right and that's because warm air rises and carries the dust with it right that's what my husband said he's smart Oh, he must be, because that's what he said. He said it's because of the warm air rising up there. and the dust. In the summertime, when you have the central air on, you probably get more air circulation. And so the dust would be drawn into the system and then taken out by the filter. So I right. suspect it's worse in the wintertime. Yes. Yes, sir, it is. Well, I don't know that there's a solution for that, because you, unless you can cut back on the dust that you got going on in your house there, Carolyn, but living on a farm, I'm, I'm sure that that uh, is a constant uh, presence. Yes, sir, it is. Yeah. I guess one, one solution would be get a maid. <laughs> That's right. Now, Tom, could she add a whole house air cleaner into the central air system and just run the fan without the actual cooler in the winter months i mean potentially you could uh and what leslie is suggesting is a whole house electronic air cleaner f- designed to fit and work inside the ducting system that runs the ac and then uh-huh. you would run the fan uh periodically 
to basically circulate and clean the air in the and house. And just clean the air. I mean, generally, this works great when people have forced air for both heat and cooling because it's operating continually year-round. But uh-huh. in your situation, you know, I sometimes know in the winter months if the house gets stuffy, you know, we only have central air conditioning and steam heat. But if the house gets stuffy or if I've cooked or a big dinner party, I'll run the fan just to sort of move the air around. And right. it doesn't cool the house. So, you know, in your situation, it might be something where, you know, once a day or, you know, every so often you just kick that fan on to just cycle the air through and clean it out. That's a good idea. I really appreciate that. They're not terribly expensive. Um, April Air makes one. It's the Model 5000, I believe. Um, several manufacturers do make them. They have a, a different type of filter system. It's like an accordion-style media that just electronically charges and really sucks every particulate out of the air, whether it's dust or viral or odor. So, I mean, it's beneficial, you know, other than just the dust. Well, I really appreciate that. Thank you so much. I'll share that with my husband. All right. Well, good luck with that project. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. Mike in North Carolina is on the line. How can we help you today? I, I do renovation work um, at the beach. Okay. Con- condos and houses and whatever. But I've run into this two times <clears throat> one at a three story condo. And the other at my neighbor's house, uh, I renovated it last year. But in the wintertime, when the heat's turned on, it's the ceiling separates from the walls. And there's a right. visible gap about uh, about a half an inch, depending on how cold it is outside. In the springtime, the gap will disappear, and you'll not, you'll not see it. Well, being near the beach, I assume you have very high humidity and so what that means is the walls are going to swell in the warmer weather. And then when the heat comes on, they're all going to dry out and they're going to shrink. A half inch does sound like an awfully big gap. Are you exaggerating at all or is it really <laughs> a full half inch? <laughs> it, uh, it varies. It varies from uh, uh, a pencil line crack to a half inch. I've seen a half inch where it actually did. Right. I mean, I've seen that many times. And typically the way to fix that, Mike, is to... Uh, re repair the drywall, but instead of using paper tape, use um, the uh, perforated fiberglass tape, the one that looks like sort of like a mesh or a netting. It's a lot stronger, and if you sand down, pull out the paper tape, sand down the area, use the mesh tape, and then uh, put more spackle up there, that usually keeps it together a lot better than the paper tape did. It, it certainly seems excessive, and, and the house was built in the 70s, and and it it's not built under the same codes that we build with today. You know, sure. with the tie downs. Right. We got mm-hmm. hurricane tie downs and stuff now. But uh, right. anyway, I thought I might run it by you guys because y'all seem to know right much. Well, <laughs> we, I don't know if I don't know how much right much we know, but uh, I do know that I've seen that many many times, in, especially in beach communities, because of the difference in the humidity being so so high and that lumber swelling and doors swell and floors swell and everything swells and then it just dries out very rapidly when the heat comes on and it could do some funny things to those walls. Well, I appreciate you. All right, Mike. Good luck with that project. Thanks for checking in with us at eight 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 Money Pit. You are tuned to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show on air and online at moneypit.com. We are one short week away from the big holiday festivity. So if you've got a home improvement project you need to tackle pronto, give us a call 24 hours a day, seven days a week. We're here to help you with the ho-ho home improvement at one eight 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 Money Pit.
888-666-3974. And with the holidays upon us, did you know that our household waste increases by as much as 25% during those holidays? We're going to have some recycling tips to help you cut down on your holiday trash waste, keeping you green for the holidays in more ways than one. Uh, I'll take a ways to lose money, 1000 This phrase for a house that keeps needing costly repairs is also the name of a home improvement radio show. Alex. What is a money pit? Good. The Money Pit is brought to you by Bostitch. Professional quality hand tools, pneumatic and cordless nailers and staplers. Making good homes better. Welcome back to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. Time to get your fix. Pick up the phone and call us right now at one eight 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 Money Pit. If you do, you might just get the answer to your home improvement question and the opportunity to win a very cool prize. We have the Stanley Fat Max Foam Toolbox worth thirty bucks. You know, when you say foam toolbox, you're thinking styrofoam. No, no, <laughs> like no. Like a cooler you pick up at seven. No, 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 no. This is structural foam. This is a tough toolbox. I know because I've got one and I've had to use it as a step stool many times. It is really quite sturdy. It's also got a watertight seal. It protects your tools in all weather. It's got an ergonomic handle. It makes it easy to carry. It is one of the gift suggestions that we have in our holiday gift guide at moneypit.com. It's going to go out, though, to one caller that has the guts, the courage, the time to pick up the phone and call us with their home improvement question right now at 888-MONEYPIT. All right. Well, with all of the festivities that we're really super involved in this time of year, you know, everybody's happy and we're all having a great time and you think, oh, there's no downsides. But there actually is one. I'm talking about your garbage. In fact, between Thanksgiving and New Year's, the average household's waste will increase by 25 percent. That's a lot of rubbish. That's why it's important to make recycling a huge part of your holiday tradition. For example, if you're getting new electronics this season, be sure to recycle the old ones. Laptops, e-readers, even game systems, those all can be recycled. And you can find a local recycling center for all of your electronics at earth911.com. So make sure you look it up before you toss it out. And if you plan ahead with your holiday decor, you can also cut down on waste with that. Think about using natural decorations that can be composted like poinsettias and evergreens. And don't forget to recycle the wrapping paper. It takes no time for a family to fill up several garbage bags full of wrapping. You can do much better than folks. Think about being green this holiday season. If you want more tips, just search holiday recycling at moneypit.com. Kim in Michigan's on the line with a countertop question. How can we help you? We just got a house that we bought, and we're remodeling the kitchen, and I'd like to know what a good, inexpensive countertop would be that is durable and that is pretty inexpensive if we're remodeling on a budget. And you have an existing countertop there? I do. It's laminate? It is. Is it structurally in good shape, Kim? Is it? Does it have any water damaged? No, no water damage. Okay, so a couple of things come to mind. First of all, you can relaminate the old laminate. So in other words, you can put another layer of laminate on top of what you have. And oh. there's more colors and designs than ever before. So a carpenter can do that. It has to be a good trim carpenter or you know, a cabinet maker that knows how to glue you know, laminates together. It's not really hard to do. I've, I've done it on a number of countertops myself. Mm-hmm. Well, Works you have to well. take out the sink and... 
Yeah, it's best okay. if you do it by like I would if I was doing it, I would pull the countertop off the cabinets and do it kind of like on a couple of sawhorses. It's just a oh, lot okay. easier to work on it because you can get all the way around it. The other thing that you could do is think about tiling the countertop. And there's a product out called Bondera Tile Mat Set, which is an adhesive sheet with an adhesive on both sides, and it prevents you uh, from having to use the tile adhesive. You just roll the sheet down, it sticks to the countertop, pull the other side of the protective backing off, and you can stick the tiles right on and then grout immediately. Well, thank you. Well, you're very welcome. Good luck with that project. And by the way, don't forget the other inexpensive things that you can do in the kitchen, like lighting and changing hardware on cabinets uh, and painting. We've got a great article online at moneypit.com that gives you all of the inexpensive ways that you need to know to remodel a kitchen on a budget. Oh, great. I'll look that up. All right. Good luck with that project, Kim. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. Charles in Iowa needs some help in the laundry room, like most men do. <laughs> Charles, what's going on? Hey, um, about uh, a year ago, um, I bought my wife uh, a front loading washer and dryer, and I uh, thought I was doing something really good after the, uh, um, after the, you know, the, kind of the Thanksgiving sale, Black Friday event. And um, ever since then, uh, our clothes and the washer just smells really musty. And I've done a lot of research on the Internet, and I've quit using the liquid uh, fabric softener. I've cut our detergent back a whole lot. I've used the, the little pills or the things that you're supposed to put in there. I've used borax. I've used Simple Green. I've done it every month. I've tried it every week. And my wife is ready for me just to get rid of these things and go back to a top-load washing machine. And I'm wanting to know, is there anything I can do to get the smell out of the washer and off the clothes? Now, when you're washing the clothes, are you immediately putting them in the dryer, or are they sort of sitting for a little bit? Well, they're, they're probably sitting sometimes for a bit, but even even when they don't sit, um, you know, the towels are always smelling like that, and... And and the drum smells like that. I mean, I even saw one place um, that I was researching that the, the the kind of the answer from the manufacturer was when you're not using your washer, it leaves your door open. Now, most of the time when you have odors with uh, front-load washing machines, it's the door seal itself. Now, have you attempted to thoroughly clean the door, door seal using a bleach-based product, turning it inside out? And, clean and getting in all of those different layers nooks and, and nooks and crannies. Because that's what happens. The water and the detergent all sits in that seal, and then it just stinks to high heaven. No, I haven't done the seal. I mean, I did take it apart and clean the filter out. Um, and so, and there really wasn't anything in there. I haven't, uh, no, I mean, I haven't cleaned the door seal or anything like that. Well, I suspect that the newer seals are addressing this. It's sort of like the worst-kept secret of the appliance manufacturing business that these front-loading machines do smell. Um, but they're also very, very efficient, so the way they're built is quite different than what you would see in a typical laundromat. And I think with the laundromat, you know, they're used so frequently. And, you know, having lived in Manhattan and Queens for many, many, many years, if you walk by when a laundromat's closed, every washing machine's door is wide open. It just sounds like a whole lot more work. And, and completely. I know that I'm, 
saving some money on electricity and water and all that stuff. But so I think this is all going to come out well. You're just going to have a bit more maintenance to do than than what you anticipated. But what we're going to try to do is get you doing the right maintenance steps to make that odor go away and keeping you and your wife happy. All right. Thank you guys for all your help. You're welcome. Good luck with that project. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. Now we've got new homeowner Jane from California on the line who's owning a different house than usual this time and has some questions. What can we do for you, Jane? Hi. Thank you guys so much for taking my call. It's a real treat to get to talk to you. Thanks. Well, I sold my money pit in the country and I bought oh, a good house for you. in town. <laughs> and it's built on a slab. It's, you know, it's built on concrete. Right. And I've never had a house that way. And I probably should have done some checking before, but I've got it now. And I just wanted to know, um, are there particular things that I need to be concerned about or be aware of or to watch out for? And, you know, I live in earthquake country. Um, what do you know about houses built on a slab? <laughs> well, it's actually a very common way to build a house. And here where we live in the Northeast, it's extremely typical. You either have homes that are built on slabs, on uh, crawl spaces, or on full basements. And it's a perfectly normal way to build a house. It's completely structurally stable. Of course, you know, it's a little inconvenient if you want to run a new set of pipes for a bathroom or something like that. Yeah, or move all of your plumbing systems completely. Right, because you can't get under it, but it's a perfectly fine system. I will say this, Jane, do you have any problems with termites in your area of the country? No, where I live, it's adobe soil, and okay, the termites dry. really don't like it very much. Yeah, <laughs> because in, in where we live, it's hard to spot them when they get into the slab, and they do get into the slabs. You may be in an area where they have dry wood termites, and it's not as much of, a, of, an, of an issue. So I think you have nothing to worry about living on a slab. It's just the oh, way good. it's done in your part of the country, and it should be perfectly comfortable and perfectly stable for you for many years to come. If you are looking at changing any of the flooring that is on top of the slab directly on your first floor, you know, there are certain things you need to keep in mind that you can't use a traditional hardwood because it will warp and twist. So laminates Ah. or engineered hardwoods are best for you or stone or tile, anything that's not going to react with the moisture that's just naturally inherent with a concrete slab. What, What kind of wood did you say? engineered hardwood or a laminate an engineered hardwood is sort of like a plywood base where it's built up in layers of opposing grain and then the top is the actual hardwood veneer and that's structurally stable okay okay well that's good to know oh thank you so much i really appreciate your show a lot i i I learned so much from you (laughs) oh you're very welcome jane good luck with that new house and thanks so much for calling us at 888 money pit You are tuned to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show on air and online at moneypit.com. Well, one of the worst parts of waking up on a winter's morning is crawling out of bed and putting your nice toasty feet on a freezing floor. Well, the solution is easy and it's radiant heat. It's an efficient way to keep your toes and your whole house toasty. We'll have details on how you can do that when we welcome Richard Trithui, the expert plumber from TV's This Old House. On the Money Pit Radio Show, pick up the telephone, fix up your home sweet home by calling 888-MONEY-PIT. The Money Pit is brought to you by the Hydrorite Drop-In Dual Flush Converter, proud sponsor of Water Conservation 2011. 
the HydroRite easily converts your toilet into a water and money-saving dual flush toilet. Push the quick flush setting for liquids or the full flush for more. Look for the HydroRite at the Home Depot and other fine retailers or visit SaveMyToilet.com. Making good homes better. Welcome back to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show on air and online at MoneyPit.com. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Hey, are you getting ready for a big holiday feast and thinking perhaps you'll clean your oven just before you start getting ready to bake everything? Well, here's a tip. Don't do it. Check out our blog on MoneyPit.com to find out how to make sure your oven is ready for all of that baking. The reason you don't want to do it, by the way, now is because there are a few things in life that puts more stress on an oven than the self-clean cycle. And if you run it, say, just the night before, you're getting ready to prepare that big holiday meal. If it's going to break, it will break. And good luck trying to get a repairman. It's just not going to happen. Instead of baking your pies, you may be heading to the bakery if you can ever find (laughs) one open. So don't clean it right before you need it. Clean it when you got some time to plan for repair if it should happen to you. Tony in Oregon needs some help installing a closet door. Tell us about your project. I had a um, Pergo floor installed in one of my bedrooms and by one of the home improvement stores. And the one thing they didn't do is install the closet guides for the floating style closet doors because they'd have to, you know, do something to the floor. And so my question is, what's the right way for me to put that plastic guide at the bottom of the floor? How do I mount that to the to the Pergo without doing damage? So do the doors uh, slide well? They, they seem to, they're, they're, they don't have to be trimmed or anything? Right. Yeah, they okay. slide fine there. So it's pretty simple. I mean, what you do is you position the plastic guide right where you think it needs to be. Make sure yep. you leave enough room, you know, so the doors can slide easily. Uh, you want to mark the holes where the guide would, would be uh, attached to the floor. And then you just want to pilot drill out the laminate floor and then screw right through the guide into the pilot hole and secure that down. The, the laminate floor be, is pretty easy to drill. Yep. All right. Just make sure you get it right the first time, as otherwise you're going to have extra holes in your floor. <laughs> okay. I, I had heard that I should use a contact, uh, you know, adhesives or things like that. And so I, no, there's no reason, you, there's no reason that you can't drill into the laminate floor. None, none whatsoever. Thanks a lot. Well, for many, one of the most unpleasant steps you can take in your home is by setting foot on a cold floor with bare feet. So true, and that's just one of the reasons adding radiant heat to your floor is a great idea. Not only does it stop that toe shock, it can actually make your entire home more comfortable and cut down on your energy bills. Here to tell us more about radiant heat is Richard Terthui, the plumbing and heating contractor from TV's This Old House. Welcome, Richard. Glad to be here. Now, this is a project that can be done from above or below the floor, right? That's right. It can be installed from below the subfloor or above if the air below is difficult to access. Now, let's talk about the types of radiant heat. The one that you most commonly work with is hydronic heat, correct? Right. That's a, a fancy word that people don't understand. They think it's hydraulic, hydronic, hydroponic, <laughs> yeah. but it's really just the use of warm water to circulate through pipes. And the other is electric. Now, how does the hydronic heat work? Um, is it run through special types of pipes? What you really want is you want to have these veins running through your building that are going to last. And so the, the, the plastic pipe of choice is called PEX, P-E-X. And that can be installed a couple of different ways. It can go from below the subfloor. It can be sandwiched in between the subfloor and the finished floor as well. 
Now, I've seen you on the show use uh, something that looks like sort of grooved out plywood boards that's that's made for the radiant heat to fit right in it. Can you talk about that? That's right. It's it's that sandwich I was just talking about where you've got your pl- plywood subfloor and you put down this plywood uh, strips that have aluminum attached to the backside. It has a perfect groove in it to allow you to put the tubing right into it. It has a place for the tubing to return back and forth. So you have a serpentine pattern of radiant heating in your kitchen. Then you put your finish floor down over the top of it. The key on that is to make sure you don't put the radiant underneath your kitchen cabinets. Don't put it under the island. You'll make the potatoes grow like a weed. <laughs> <laughs> now, are there better flooring choices that work more you know, in partnership with a radiant floor? Well, everybody has to understand that the more you put in terms of our value on top of the floor, the hotter the water and the hotter it is to send the energy up into the room. So tile or marble or stone is the greatest because it just gives off its heat so readily. And then, but some people want to put uh, wood floors on. That's fine. Uh, with with any solid hardwood, you got to be sure you get the moisture level correct. Mm-hmm. I'm particularly a fan of pre-finished wood, which is it really comes out of a box and just clips together, and it's it doesn't have any issues. Like engineered hardwood, for example. Absolutely, and it works great. And it's perfect for radiant. And you can do carpet, but you have to find a place where you you can live with a carpet that doesn't have too high of an R value and too thick of a pad, because if it is, you just you just defeating the purpose. You're of not radiant. even going to feel it. That's right. We talked to Richard Trithui. He's the plumbing and heating contractor from TV's This Old House. Richard, let's talk about that radiant electric heat. Now, that's something that's typically used in the kitchen or the bathroom. Good application for those smaller rooms especially? Well, it's it's such a great sort of way to chase the chill off of a room. I don't think I would always use it in our particularly cold climate. Uh, we're based in the northeast here. I might use electricity just as a backup to sort of chase the chill off the tile. But in marginal climates, it could be the principal way you heat the building, and there's nothing better. And you can put it in floors. You can put it in walls of shower stalls. This, you know, you really don't think one-dimensionally. You can put it a lot of different places. Now, Richard, how efficient is radiant heat? I mean, are you really going to save a lot of money if this is your primary heat source? Simply put, there is no more efficient way to heat the human body than radiant heating. Wow. You put it into a floor. You stand on it. You have warm feet and a cool head. As the heat heats the person, it gets cooler as you go to the top of the room. Now, at the top of the room, that's where most heat loss happens. So if you have less heat at the top of the room, less heat leaves the building. And you're only circulating warm water. You put 95 to 105 degree water where most baseboard or radiator jobs need 180 or 200 degrees. No better way to heat and no more efficient way to do it. So you're wishing us warm feet and a cool head always in life. <laughs> That's right. That's a great thing to live by. Richard Trithui from TV's This Old House. Thanks so much for stopping by the Money Pit and filling us in on the warmth of radiant heat. You can catch the current season of This Old House and Ask This Old House on PBS. For local listings and step-by-step videos on Radiant Heat and other projects, visit thisoldhouse.com. And Ask This Old House is brought to you by Stanley. Stanley, make something great. Up next, besides a warm floor, a hot shower is a great way to fend off the cold of winter, but not if your shower has lost its punch. We're going to tell you about a new way to restore the flow after this. You live in a body pit.
Making good homes better. Welcome back to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. Pick up the phone. It's time to get your fix. Call us at 1-888-MONEY-PIT. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. And you should pick up the phone and give us a call at 888-MONEY-PIT. This hour, we've got a great holiday gift for the home improver in your life or even yourself. We've got up for grabs a Stanley Fat Max Super Foam Toolbox worth 30 bucks. I mean, this thing has got sturdy construction, a watertight seal, You can put all of your hand tools in there. It's a really great toolbox and a great gift, even for yourself. So visit MoneyPit.com today to learn more about our top picks for holiday gifts. And give us a call at 888-MONEYPIT for help with your holiday home improvements and your chance to win. 888-666-3974. Well, has your morning shower felt like it's sort of lost its vigor? There is a way to get that refreshing feeling back, and that is by replacing your old shower head with the new twist handheld from Moen. This is a very cool and very innovative new shower head. I really like it because you can change between the different sprays with just a thumb control. So it's very easy to switch between sprays that are like an immerse kind of a spray or an invigorating sort of full coverage spray and even a soothe kind of relaxing heavy mist spray all with the thumb control. So it's a very innovative product that allows you to easily move between those different spray patterns and it saves water at the same time. Mm-hmm. And you know what I really like about the shower head is that there's an actual setting for you to clean the shower. So you can use the shower head to clean the shower itself because it's just super strong and really focused. So it's perfect for when you have to do that, you know, not so fun chore of actually cleaning the shower. And the twist is super easy to install. So you can actually have your new shower going in just minutes. Now, the twist from Moen is available at the Home Depot or head on over to their website, which is great. It's Moen.com and you can learn all about it there. 888-666-3974. Give us a call right now. We know there's one more project you got to get done this week. You only got a week left before the big holiday, and then we get New Year's and on to the New Year's resolutions. Why wait? Do it now. Pick up the phone. We will help you at 888-MONEY-PIT. Stephen in Washington needs some help creating a basement apartment. How can we help you with this project? I'm converting the basement into an apartment, and about half of the wall up is concrete, and I was wondering how to attach the sheetrock to the concrete. So you want it to be completely flush when you're done. In other words, we don't want to see the concrete when we're all finished, correct? Correct. Okay. So first of all, we don't recommend that you use sheetrock or drywall because it's paper-faced, and whenever you do this in a basement situation, you really want to minimize the amount of paper-faced drywall. There's another product called Dens Armor, which is a fiberglass-faced drywall product, and because it's fiberglass-faced, it can't grow mold. You can get that at home centers or uh, lumber yards. Uh, You may have to order it, but it's a little more expensive than drywall, but definitely, definitely worth Using that. Yeah, and it's made by Georgia Pacific. So if you have any questions about it, head on over to their website. It's Dens Armor. It's a great product. It's definitely worth it for a basement space. As far as attaching it is concerned, um, what we would recommend you do is frame the interior of the wall in front of that concrete. Um, you could use metal studs for this, and you would attach the drywall right to that surface and not attach it to the, to the concrete itself. This helps minimize the amount of moisture transfer from mm-hmm. through the concrete and into the wall surface. Many folks will attach wood strips to the wall and then attach the concrete to the wood strips, but now you have a direct moisture connection with the outside. We'd much rather see you put up a frame wall 
uh, metal studs or wood studs, and then attach the Dens Armor product to that wall structure. You are going to give up just a few inches of floor space, but I think it makes for a much neater, uh, better job, and one that's really is going to have no chance of turning into a mold problem. Oh, thank you very much. Gene from Illinois is calling in with a concrete question. How can we help you today? Yeah, uh, I've got about a half-inch crack on my patio. Okay. And I've tried everything you can imagine to uh, caulk it. I've tried concrete. I've tried patch. I've tried everything in the in the store. And it separates over the winter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, you're, you're trying the wrong products. I don't know what you've been putting down there. Caulk is not the right product. Concrete is definitely not the right product. The only products that are going to work here are epoxy patching compounds because they adhere permanently to the old deteriorated concrete surface, and they do not separate. They're not The water can't get into these products, so there's nothing to freeze and split them apart. So what you want to buy here, Gene, is an epoxy patching compound, and if you can't find one at the store, there's a company called Abitron that sells them online, A-B-A-T-R-O-N. Dot com. They have a product called Abocrete. That's a liquid epoxy that's blended with sand that works very, very well here. You could mix it up kind of loose if you need a thin layer or thick if you've got to really build up uh, an area that's been deteriorated. That will fix it once. It will fix it right. And you won't have to deal with it again, okay? Okay, and I can only order that online? You prob- There's probably local distributors, but I would go to the uh, Abitron website and uh, find out where there's one in the Illinois area, Okay. Okay. Thanks so much. That's what I thought. I kept asking about epoxy, and they said, no, 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 because I know how epoxy works. Mm-hmm. Yeah, next time, listen to that little bird in your head, because it's yeah. always going to be right. Yeah, okay. Well, have you ever had trouble getting paint to stick to certain surfaces? There is a solution. We'll tell you what it is after this. The Money Pit is presented by HomeTalk.com. Join Tom and Leslie on HomeTalk.com and log on to become part of the community of folks who love taking care of their homes at HomeTalk.com. Making good homes better. Welcome back to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show, where home solutions live. We are here to help you get the project done. So pick up the phone and call us at 888-MONEY-PIT. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Hey, did you know that when it comes to your home, really your front door makes your home's biggest impression, especially when it comes to your holiday decorations? So why not check out our website, moneypit.com? We've got tips on making your front door a holiday masterpiece. You've only got a week left, so really use this time wisely and just make your home so super festive for this lovely time of year. All right, turning now to moneypit.com's community section. B from Rhode Island has a question about painting. Uh, she says, why does high-gloss oil-based paint bubble, blister, or peel on cedar surfaces? Is there any inherent chemical in the cedar that rejects high-gloss oil-based paint? Hmm, interesting question. First of all, if your siding, if your wood siding is wet, if it's damp, uh, you will not be able to get paint to stick. So the first thing that comes to mind, B, is that you may very well have tried to paint this material when it was damp. Secondly, you don't want to paint it unless you've primed it first. Remember the primer has a different quality than paint. Primer is sort of the glue, and it's designed to reach into that cedar, really grab hold, 
and not stand up to UV. Why not? Because that's the top coat's job. Then you put the top coat on. Now you have the hold and you have the weather protection all in one contiguous uh, protective surface. So if the wood is wet, it's going to blister. If you've not primed it, it's going to blister. And oh, by the way, why are you using oil paint on your wood siding? There's really no reason for that today. I mean, I know that's the way that people did it for decades and decades, but things change. Come on. Stay up with it. You really want to use a latex paint today. They're awesome quality. They really do a good job. They totally stand up. And that's what we would recommend that you do for this project. All right. Next up, I've got a post from Jeff who wrote, I recently installed a new fiberglass entry door that looks great. We've considered installing a storm door outside, but I've heard that I need to vent the door so it doesn't warp or ruin the entry door. If so, how do I do this or should I just skip the storm door? I personally don't like storm doors. I'm not a fan. This is like a mishmash of a lot of sort of old wives tales coming together. First of all, if you had a steel door and you had the vinyl trim around the window of the steel door and you had a storm door on top of that, you get like this sort of greenhouse effect where the UV gets through the storm and stays in there and melts the vinyl trim. That's where the idea of the melted door comes in. With fiberglass, I don't think that would happen. But the key here is that because you have a fiberglass door, it is far more energy efficient than a steel door or a wood door. You don't need... There's no need to put that extra light. Correct. You do not need a storm door. In fact, I just personally installed not one, not two, but three fiberglass doors on my house. We had storm doors before. We will not have storm doors now. I will, however, on one door... And that's the back door at a screen door so we can have ventilation in our kitchen, mm-hmm. but not a storm door because it's just not necessary. And I put in the Thermatrue doors and I got to tell you, they are absolutely beautiful, strong and super energy efficient. Mm-hmm. And safe. They really do lock very well. So, Jeff, I say skip that storm door. You made the right decision going with fiberglass and enjoy it. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. Thank you so much for spending this hour with us. We hope we gave you a few tips, ideas, and a bit of inspiration to help you get that project done that's on your to-do list. If we haven't, well, pick up the phone and call us any time of the day or night at 888-MONEY-PIT. If we're not in then... We will call you back the next time we're in the studio. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Remember, you can do it yourself. But you don't have to do it alone. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.